Like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a guest who was last on the show, I think it was two years ago. It was at the beginning of the pandemic, and obviously a lot of things have changed since then. <laughs> uh, you were in a very unique situation, I think, um, at the time we talked last on the podcast. But before we get into any of that, if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is that you do as a musician, we can take it from there. Yeah, um, all right. My name is Jocelyn Gould. I'm a guitar player and vocalist, a jazz guitar player, and and also a teacher and I guess that's about it. Right, right. And like I was saying at the beginning there, last time uh, you were sort of stuck in Winnipeg, I think, um, last time we talked to, on the podcast. And it was because of the pandemic and it just sort of started ha- started happening, all the lockdowns. And you, you know, you're from here, but you're not usually living here uh, all, all the time. You, you, have, you have gigs and jobs and everything else, you know, in different parts of the world. So, um, Right now, things have opened up a bit. Things are looking a little different. You have a new record coming out. You're able to tour. Um, I don't necessarily want you to go over everything that's happened between then and now, but what is it like now that you're able to sort of, uh, that things have relaxed and then shows are able to happen and you're able to travel and, and all of that stuff? That's got to be a relief for you to be able to just get back to uh, some semblance of the normal grind. Oh, yeah. It's really wonderful. And it's actually been really exciting Um over the past maybe six months, things have been uh, a lot of things that were canceled have been getting rescheduled. And then, of course, more things have been getting scheduled. So it's almost like you're we're all busier than ever, it feels yeah. just with sort of trying to make up for the last the last two years. So, yeah, things are really, really happening right now. Well, that's good. I mean, you, you managed to make a lot happen uh, even though you were in lockdown, you know, everyone was in lockdown because I mean, not only did you have a, a record that got released, you won a Juno, uh, you, you got just, just tons of uh, recognition for the, for the work that you'd done. And I mean, I feel like people were sort of struggling with, with how, how to make creativity happen and, and still, you know, be a musician during the pandemic. And it seems like you're someone who, who at least were, you were able to take, get something happening and get some momentum going for your career and, and keep your, your music and your name in people's ears and on people's attention. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> it, it seems that way. Yeah, of course it was, it was um, such a, a bizarre time. I think it was a nice time to sort of learn new technologies and learn about new ways of connecting with people. And of course, like just with every passing year where, uh, you know, doing more and more online of course, all yeah. the time. So it was sort of, for me, almost kind of cool to have the opportunity to figure out how to record myself, how to do, you know, live streams, how to 
how how to kind of connect with people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the pandemic because I'm sure you're sick yeah. of talking about it. I know I am. But I, I guess just one more thing on that on that topic. Um, do you think that some of those techniques you learned and technology you've embraced kind of over that that two year period? Are you going to be taking advantage of some of that going forward? Like, do you think that now that you know about live streams and you have more experience recording yourself and all these things, that's got to help in the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think, yeah, there's uh, particularly music and I think our, the music community changed in ways that it kind of, there's no, there's no going back. Those changes have been made and, um, you know, now it's just common for people to have their own little recording studio or now it's common to be able to, to, yeah, hop on like two years ago, I never would have, I didn't know what Zoom was, let alone was I, you know, doing podcasts? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, same with me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd never oh. heard of it before, and suddenly I'm doing it twice a week. Yeah, so I, I totally get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird that uh, you sort of, out of necessity, find new ways to to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and not all of it is bad. Some of it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that, I mean, there, if you can take anything good, I guess, out of what what we've all been through, it's that you know you do learn new ways to connect and ways to communicate and things like that. Definitely agreed. So, yeah. You have, uh, I mean, you know, not only did your last record win a Juno, but you, you you got a lot of attention, like I was saying. I mean, it's, it, you know, every review I heard of it was positive, which is kind of cool. And I mean, it's a great record. It really is a, an excellent album. But you have a new one coming out, and that's got to be a lot of pressure to, <laughs> now that you have this, this debut album that got so much acclaim. And, you know, winning a Juno is a big deal for anyone, but winning it on your first record, like, the, as as a band leader, I mean, that's got to be uh, even more pressure to, to now top it with the, uh, the follow-up. Definitely. Yeah, it is. Um, it has crossed my mind <laughs> that, that um, you know, if if I were to ever feel um, expectation, like there's expectation placed upon me, it would be now. Mm-hmm. I think for me, just sort of trying to keep in mind, um, you know, like just back to the fundamentals all the time. Why am I making music? What is it that I want my music to say? Who do I want to connect with? And just sort of like, as long as I'm, I'm doing, um, as long as I'm taking care of the things that I believe in, um, the rest, I, I think is just cool when it happens, but it, it won't always happen. And so enjoy it when it does, but just make music all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you think you have a better understanding of, of, of why you make it and who it's for and all of that? Like since releasing that first record? Yeah, I think um, that's actually interesting. It's something, this is something that I've been thinking about quite a bit. I think the first record, it was easy to just be like, oh, this is my first album. Um, Just whatever music I have, you know, you're building on nothing at that Mm. time. So it was easy for me to pick the music, easy for me to kind of put it together. The second album I found... Um, as I was planning it, we recorded in um, in November. So in the months leading up to November, I found myself asking, like, okay, well, what's this one about? Or like, how is this different? How is this record different? How is this record the same? How, yeah. what am I trying to say? Suddenly, like with the second album, I found a lot of questions, um, like, yeah, musical questions, maybe more like philosophical questions kind of coming up with in the preparation, definitely. Once you had the album uh, recorded and, and now it's ready to be released, do you think that you've been able to answer those questions for yourself? Or is it still, are you still trying to figure out sort of uh, what, I guess, what your plan is going forward as an artist? Yeah, I think with this, with this album, I think I, I was able to 
move maybe a little bit more. And this is like probably very mild compared to, you know, I know you interview all sorts of musicians. So, um, you know, this is very mild compared to some, some musicians, but I do feel like I got a little bit more, um, gave myself a little bit more permission to be a little more open. For example, I did some like overdubbing of vocals. So sometimes you hear like multiple of my voice. And I think in my first album, I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that because you know, the guitar players that I have studied, none of their albums sounds like that, sound yeah. like that. So I was, I think sort of the slow process of kind of giving yourself permission, you know, just because, um, just because the people you studied or admired didn't do something doesn't mean you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, and I've, I've heard the record. Um, I got a copy in the mail, which was awesome. And it, it, it like, I have to say, I like it better than the first one. And I really like the first one. So that's, uh, it's really good. And I think what you just said, it definitely kind of explains what I was trying to, trying to, uh, I was thinking of how to explain this to you, what I thought about the record, but it feels, you feel more comfortable. Um, I think that that with some of the vocals uh, on top of the guitar, like you were just saying, and it, the whole thing seems looser and more fun, if that makes sense. Um, not that the other one didn't sound fun, but it seems like more of a... Uh, it almost has a more of a live feel to it, even though it, even though it isn't. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like you're more kind of in a room with people that you communicate well with, and it's more sort of this 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 casual hangout rather than the first one being somewhat more of a uh, more formal setting. Is does that make sense? Is that accurate? Definitely. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that. You're the first person actually that I'm t- talking to about the album, oh, cool. so that's okay. really really cool. Oh, that that is really encouraging. Is that like, did, did you, is that kind of vibe something that you were going for or something that just kind of naturally happened or? I think it may have naturally happened. Um, that's a great question. I think I was writing with a little bit, maybe more feeling a little bit more relaxed about my writing, maybe feeling like, okay, my, you know, making musical choices based off what I felt was like most musical rather than what I felt like was most impressive kind of thing. Sorry, I'm in New York. I don't know if you can hear this. All good. All good. Um, Yeah. Trying to, to make, make the most musical decisions rather than the most impressive decisions, I think is something that has been a part of, of my kind of, maturing over the last couple of years um so that's very cool it feels more live i love that that's that's awesome good i'm glad you're not <laughs> hearing that and be like oh no that's not what i was going for at all no that's oh, good it's no. good, good to hear yeah i think that's great and i also love the that's you know um now that you're mentioning it i do um i have found myself kind of liking tracks and liking tracks of my own um that are kind of focusing yeah more on energy rather than something super polished so if the energy is there in a take we're gonna go with that take rather than oh but i like you know played this cool harmonic thing um yeah thinking more about energy do you think that 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 idea of of wanting to be impressive, I guess, um, is that is that a jazz thing? Is that just because you're playing a genre where, you know, a lot of listeners and a lot of people who are into it are really deeply uh, educated and and informally interested in the the technicalities of the music? I think so, and I think it might also be um, a symptom of studying music formally. Yeah, um, I think having gone to school for something makes you want to, yeah, to, to choose the impressive avenue, which the more I think about it, the more I don't even understand what that means. Like anything can be impressive. Anything can be virtuosic. Um, But I think there is particularly in jazz because it is a virtuosic music. um, I think that it can be easy to get caught up in, in trying to be like technically virtuoso, um, which is kind of just like a small part of what like the the whole of what encompasses virtuosity, I think. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Like I don't think you'd expect from you know say a pop album you wouldn't that wouldn't be a consideration. I don't think. I think that you know it, the energy would be way more of sort of the the category that everyone's putting all of their everything into, right? But whereas jazz, yeah, it seems like there is that kind of aspect of um, it, the skill level is is a lot more important than necessarily the some of the other elements of it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Th- yeah. I think that that's very true. And I think that we need to, like, as jazz musicians, really ask ourselves why, um, like, why, like, like technical virtuosity and skills should be a tool. Mm-hmm. There, It's not the end of the road. Like, that's not what the end game is. It's like how you practice your dribble so that you can play basketball. It's not like you're not dribbling to learn how to dribble. You're, it's like part of a bigger thing. And I think that we need to keep in mind that that's, that's what, technical skill is for with music yeah yeah that's a good point actually yeah, i like the basketball analogy <laughs> um so you are you you're gonna be touring with this right you have this is now you're able to actually get out on the road and and, and sort of uh, present this to people where where are you going what's the tour look like yeah it's super exciting uh this was actually booked this tour for two years ago so it has worked out really well that we get to do it this year um it's cross uh, next starting next week on the I guess two weeks on the on June nineteenth we're starting in Winnipeg okay. um, and doing all the Canadian jazz festivals so going uh, west first a little bit of back and forth but mostly west first and then east so it, we're hitting about I think like thirteen or so jazz festivals cool. from Halifax to Victoria. Well, and that's got to be exciting, too, because you didn't really get a chance to do this with the previous album just because of, you know, the situation everyone was in. Yeah, it's interesting. I was putting the music together tonight to send to my band and like the the charts and was thinking like, wow, I never had to do this with Elegant Traveler. Like I we never played the songs like we recorded them. I never some of those songs I never played again yeah. after the album, which is just and now I moved on to the next album. But it's exciting to get to the idea of like how the music will grow because you know it's been played once some of those songs i wrote for the album so they've been performed exactly one time yeah yeah and then now they'll have the the opportunity to grow and and kind of become become their own thing which i'm really excited about that's cool yeah
Do, at this point, are you fully like in in this album mode now? Is the stuff from Elegant Traveler is any of that making it into the set going forward? Or are you have you moved on now to to the new uh, Golden Hour stuff? I thought about it. I I might add a couple just because nobody's heard the music. So I I may add a couple depending on like if I get to a point in when I'm creating the set list, if I get to a point like, oh, this song will fit really, really well, then I won't hesitate to throw it in. Sure. And then when does the record actually formally come out? June 17th. June 17th. Okay. So that's right before your tour starts. Yep. Two days before, before the tour starts. Cool. And then Super. what's the Winnipeg? What's the Winnipeg show? Is that part of that's part of Jazz Fest? Yeah, so that's Jazz Winnipeg. It's actually interestingly enough at the Royal Albert. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that you were playing. That's awesome. That's such a bizarre uh, combination of having jazz at the Albert. It's great though. I love the idea of it. Me too. And I used to go there as a teenager all the time too, yeah, and see yeah. like just like you know punk bands, and I loved it. And it it was a dive then. I heard I heard it got cleaned up. So I'm. It did. It still has it still has kind of the Albert vibe, but it's a little nicer. But I mean, it, you know, there's the ghosts of <laughs> everything that's happened there over the past you know few decades is it's still there. Cool, cool. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad it doesn't get lost. I was talking about the West End Cultural Center with somebody recently. Like Matt, like. Like, sometimes I sort of miss the old West End, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the new one's cool, too. But yeah, it's the same thing, right? It's like you have these memories of going to shows as a kid. And then yeah. uh, things have changed and improved, obviously, there, too, there too. It's just like the Albert, right? But yeah, yeah. It's uh, I like the idea of moving jazz to, to a place like the Albert, which has this, you know, sordid reputation as like a punk rock hole in the wall. And taking, they don't really fit, but it's a cool idea to try and make them fit and see sort of how that will play on that stage. Totally. I love that. And I'm like all of... Like, I think it's it's really, sometimes jazz gets, it's viewed as an art music and it, you know, is uh, a hard music to learn how to play, but it grew up in clubs. Totally, like, yes. yeah. And so I think it's very cool to, you know, bring it, like in, in Winnipeg where, the majority where a lot of it is associated with the university and the scene is kind of um, in conjunction with the university. I think just getting yeah. jazz back, back in clubs is like really, really cool. Well, it could be the first time for someone to come see a jazz show too. I mean, someone who usually goes to the Albert and hears there's something different happening there. Maybe they'll check it out and just open up to a, something they would never have thought to listen to before. Totally. Yeah. I think that's, that's the best. I think it's really like, it's really incredible music and um sometimes it makes me a little bit um yeah i just think that i mean i'm also a jazz musician so i think we should just play jazz in all types of venues right but that, that i think I, I agree with you in the sense that i think that it would it would definitely open up more people's ears to the idea that jazz isn't necessarily what they think it is because i mean you know for me i didn't get into jazz until i was an adult because i had this preconceived notion of what it was and I was into punk rock and stuff and it wasn't it wasn't for me but I mean it's for anybody it's just you have to hear it at the right time maybe in the right place and this kind of thing I think would definitely help to uh change that perception that it's you know whether it's an older music or it's a university connection or things like that yeah absolutely I think so too I think that like any yeah I think jazz can be really accessible and really um approachable uh if it's if it's if people, yeah, just are open to hearing hearing new music. And I think, yeah, that's a really cool 
cool thought. I wonder if there will be anyone just like hanging out there that night. I don't know. Like when I was, you know, 18 or whatever, even 17 getting in, sneaking in the back door, like I would go to the Albert just because there was a show at the Albert, right? It wasn't, it didn't matter who was playing. It was just, you know, there'd be a good show at the Albert. I don't know if that's the case now because I'm old and, you know, haven't been to shows in forever, but yeah, it's, it's, it would be interesting if that happens. It will be. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. And you're not the first person who's been like, oh, that's interesting when I like everyone I've told, oh, I'm playing at the Albert. They've all been like, really? The Albert? (laughs) And it almost seems like a lot of the people uh, who are kind of on the bill for the Albert shows, I I was looking at the lineup and it's all stuff that really isn't, um, it's not heavy. You know, I mean, like there can definitely be some jazz that's heavy and has kind of that edge. But I mean, what you're playing is very, uh, it's very upbeat and it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not dark. And that, I can I almost see some kind of like really heavy, weird avant-garde show happening at the Albert, you know, and that would almost fit better. But the stuff that's happening there is it's, 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 it's jazz, jazz, you know, it's like very, very straightforward and hard to mistake as anything else, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be really cool to see. And I think the reason that actually happened, we have been talking about um, either the Albert or the King's Head, and the Albert just has a bigger capacity. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be very cool. My 13-year-old self will... Um, that always wanted to to play there will feel very happy. I'll feel very, very content. Oh, this will be your first time playing there, I guess, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't even been in there since I was like 15 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome.
if um I mean the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it when it comes out. They could hear it a year from now, and by then you'll be you know making new music and touring everywhere, and all kinds of exciting things. I'm sure will be happening. But if someone hears it, uh, you know, right when it comes out, and they're new to your music, what's the best mm-hmm. way to uh, to check out what you're doing uh, aside from obviously going to the live shows? Um, where would you send them, sort of uh, on the internet, to to find out about you and find out what you're playing and hear see videos, yeah. hear music? Yes. Um, well, to to purchase the album, my website, jocelyngold.com. Um, it's also on all the streaming platforms and can be purchased on iTunes and all that. Um, Facebook or Instagram, I'm really active on. So uh, Jocelyn Gould Music on both of them. And um, yeah, I post almost every day. So cool, cool. Uh, active there. Awesome. Okay, great. Yeah. And I mean, people should obviously check out the Albert Show. I think that, you know, there's probably more interest uh, just based on the type of bands I normally have on this podcast, it's probably more interested in the Albert than there is in jazz. Hopefully that, that could change <laughs> depending right. on the, how the series goes. But I, I mean, I really like the album and I'm glad that uh, I'm really happy to get it. I was really pumped to get it in the mail because, uh, you know, it's um, it's always nice. I, I, was, I get lots of CDs in the mail from, from bands just as like a perk of doing the show. And it's especially cool to find... Uh, kind of follow-ups from people I've had on the podcast before because, you know, it's nice to hear the growth too and then to, to kind of prepare for wanting to talk to that person again and find out what's changed. And I mean, I really like the record. I, I hope that um, other people do too because it's, uh, it, it's it's really cool. And it's, it has a much um, looser vibe. And I, I, I as a listener, I really appreciate that. Oh, thanks, Sam. That's super cool. Oh, that's awesome. 